0: Look at these memes, aren't they a mess? Out of random white women, I guess I was best. But you think that mermaids are white? Well, they're not real, so you're gonna be alright. Look at these blogs, haters untold. How many haters can one webpage hold? Looking around here, you'd think, well, you really hate black people, don't you?
1: Insert argument about how mermaids would have light skin scientifically because of lack of sun exposure. This is a real thing that happened. I, I don't have an explanation for it either. It's just a thing that really happened. And now we're going to sing some more. Welcome to another full-length episode of Cake and Kombucha. I am your host, Kelechi Azier. Happy Independence Day, everybody, which basically means happy Lima Rita and so Hamburger Day. Um, I didn't actually have a Lima Rita yesterday, but I started celebrating the day before. There's a new grapefruit arita flavor. I'm just saying, you need to get this in your life. The citrus levels, mm, I mean, if you're going to go into a diabetic coma, this is the way to do it. Whoa, I had to turn the AC off in the living room so I could get you guys some good sound without a lot of background noise. Let me tell you. Sometimes you don't appreciate a good thing till it's gone, okay? Okay. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> I just punched the microphone. I'm sorry. Very happy to be back with you guys. There's a lot of news we need to get into. Some of it will have happened a little bit before last Wednesday because if you are not a regular li- listener and you don't know, I had to postpone last week so I could cover just both of the debates in full. I hope you think it was worth it. I think it was totally worth it. There was nothing else I really would have rather talked about. So my lovelies, let's get into what we have not discussed. And I think we'll just start with uh, some like musical news. Let's do that. So everybody's favorite humongous one hit wonder. And by humongous one hit wonder, I mean, it's a hit so big you've you really might not have to make anything else for the rest of your life. I don't know if you play your cards right with the endorsements and everything. So Lil Nas X, he has come out as gay. He used Pride as a good chance to do it. He kind of released like some sort of ambiguous rainbows on his... A little ambiguous because I say that just because he didn't come straight out and say it. So he released some rainbows on his Twitter and was like, y'all haven't figured it out yet. Y'all haven't figured it out yet. And people were just gagged I mean it's so funny the worlds that I straddle with the internet with being a performer I'm always going to find out like the backdoor information about something so some people I saw online were like well yeah he used to manage the barbs the Nicki Minaj barbs fan site so I I knew that he was gay and then other people who I guess I don't know Lil Nas X has become like the black Marlboro man or whatever he represents for sad masculinity he, they were just absolutely diswrought. Which, why? When, can you point out to me a time in history that gay people were like really removed from the arts? Like, why are you really surprised that some of your entertainment that you enjoy came from a gay man? I even saw someone, some brilliant human, go so far as to write online that, and these are black people, I'm speaking kind of like from the black community's reaction, that oh gosh
0: doggies be quiet
1: I, I saw someone write well Luther Vandross was gay we all knew Luther Vandross was gay but he respected his family so he didn't say anything I was like oh is that where we're going to now it's disrespectful to say who you are out loud and as long as you don't come out the closet we can still listen to you sing about horses and cowboys I don't what is can someone explain those connections to me? Is that kind of like, because if you think something is wrong, then, okay, I need to stop the dog barking. Hold on. Okay, she tripping. But anyway, I just, I want to, someone, I'm trying to put myself in the, in the frame of mind of someone who thinks homosexuality is an issue. So then how big of an issue is it? And how big of an issue is something if it's okay, as long as someone doesn't tell you? Like, it's, it's like, I don't mind if you eat people, as long as you put the Tupperware on your side of the fridge and it doesn't interfere with my like non-human food product. Like what, you know, I don't mind if you kidnap children and feed them to the wicked witch of the West, as long as you don't tell anyone and the trail of breadcrumbs doesn't go back to my house. Like what exactly, how is Luther Vandross acceptable? Cause he didn't openly talk about his homosexuality. And the fact that you would be so callous to say something like to me, there's nothing so heartbreaking To think about, well, not nothing, but you get what I'm saying. Like, it is heartbreaking to think about the fact that this man, Luther, who was so talented, had an angelic voice that helped usher so many fucking babies into this world with his music, didn't get the chance to live out loud whatever his home life or romance life or family situation that he really wanted was. He didn't feel like he could... Do it out in public, and then he dies a pretty early death. And who knows the connection between shame, and depression, and hiding things, and your cortisol levels, and how long you're going to live? I think it's pretty established that when people are not living their happiest life to the best of their abilities, it shortens their lifespan. So I thought that was all in all like just obviously it's just stupid. But you know me, I like to analyze shit. It's it's bitchy and stupid on a bunch of different levels. Anyway. Lil next has been feeling the heat. He's been getting a lot of flack online. He's been getting a lot of support as well, but also just a lot of flack. And he posted something. He said, okay, the next one of y'all that says something homophobic is getting a kiss from me. And I thought that was so cute because, yeah, like some of these hor- like people who are posting these terrible trash memes online are coming from, it. it's not like they're like church moms. They're just sad men who for some reason are really insecure about their sexuality and it's like if someone who's you know they used to listen to a cowboy song by someone and they find out he's gay then maybe that means i'm gay so i thought it was really cute that he's just like oh you think i have cooties you think i'm icky here come get some big baby but i also saw an interview with him on bbc where he said that you know he was like i don't really take these things that personally because I used to be that person and I think he was alluding to being a barb because you know the barbs are crazy the barbs are like second only to like k-pop fans and bts fans in terms of willing to wreak havoc and utter destruction onto your life if you say anything negative against their fave so he said I used to be that person I used to be like that on the internet but you know I got a little older I got a little wiser And I know it's just about getting that reaction from people and and just being out there. So I don't really take it seriously. So I love seeing people be being able to say that I used to do something and I understand why it's either like whack or not whack. But I have empathy for people that are doing the foolish stuff that I used to do. So even though it's happening to me now and I'm, you know, the recipient of whatever negativity. So I see only good things in Lil Nas X's future. Please keep on what you're doing. Give us another hit or four. I actually heard that he does, he had an EP, was it an EP? I think it has an EP that I heard was pretty good. So he might not just be a one hit wonder. And I'm excited to see what's next for him. And we need an openly gay pop star, whatever country, pop, hip hop star, whatever genre you want to say. It's, I would say it's just pop because it's popular. Um, we need an openly gay one because g- Lord knows, like about 50% of them probably are. That's, that's what you hear in the streets, but they don't they're not able to come out because they look what happens when they do. Okay, CNN has just done an interesting little mini video doc on this company called Podshare. This is a co-living space in San Francisco where for $1,200 a month, you give up your privacy and live in shared little bunked, quartered off bedroom. Imagine not a bunk, but imagine like room open faced rooms. Like it sh- looks like a showroom kind of like stacked on top of each other. So you just have a bed. You would have to take the stairs up to this bed. Like you have your own floor. So it's not a bunk bag is what I'm trying to describe, but it is open on the side. And you have a few little cubes in there for your clothes. Each pod space is stocked in the fridge with like some veggies, some ramen, there's toothpaste, there's toilet paper. So those things are included in the price. And there are a few common areas with televisions, et cetera, et cetera. So they interviewed the creator. She said, I came. From, I was born in 1985 in the USSR, and I was just thinking, you know, how the communist government provides these things, et cetera, et cetera. What if we did that here? And I'm like, oh, this is, okay, this is what we're, okay. So... That's how she got the inspiration and the people who they interviewed that live there one guy's like, "Well, I'm a bachelor. I don't, you know, some people think this is weird, but I don't need all these like nice amenities right now. I'm a software engineer and this allows me to save a lot of money." Another guy they interviewed owns his own startup and he's like, "I, I own a startup. I pay myself very conservatively from the startup that I own. I pay myself $3,000 a month and I it was I could live on that, but it was very hard to I mean, so first I was like twelve hundred dollars. That's enough to definitely have roommates. Unfortunately, in San Francisco, you'd probably need like two or three roommates. But they they said that you know he said he'd done it before. It's hard. And then the owner brought up the owner of this company, Pacha, brought up that you know that you're paying. you the thing you have to give up to live in the center of things. Which I don't know what that means in San Francisco because you don't really want to be living in the center center if you've been there before. It's It's like the wow, wow West. Um, But she said, you know, you're giving up the privacy in exchange for not paying a security deposit. And, you know, I went from judgy to just, wow, this is really where we are. I mean, to be honest, when I lived in San Francisco for three months, I was making a lot of money. I was in a Broadway tour. So you're getting your per diem on top of your salary, which is quite good. And like, yeah, yeah. I'm one of those people that I make fun of in New York City where I'm like, I don't think these cities, New York, San Francisco, are like fun places to live if you make less than $100,000 a year. They're kind of just like, you're just winging it. You're not going to have, like, you're not starting at a baseline. I can pay for an apartment to live in and a gym membership and getting back to work, uh, back and forth from work and, like, going to the movies and, like groceries without like a struggle um and uh, uh, sh- these cities shouldn't be that way so you know the owner she i kind of I came to like her at the end because she was like look say what you want but i'm solving a problem i mean bitch was basically like look the pe- the fact that people are living here and this exists at all indicates that this is needed and i was like okay true you're right uh that's not you're not wrong that's correct she said if they fix the problem of housing here and they don't need my company anymore great I was like, okay, cool. And it's true. I mean, the fact that there's this weird situation that looks, if you look, I mean, just sparse. I mean, she was really going for that USSR vibe because the walls were all beige. Like, you you know, design, they say we're going to buy the bare minimum from Ikea. You can make it look sparse or you can zhuzh it up. Those options are still there. And she said, no paint, beige, no paint. And I was I'm like, okay. So, I mean, but the, the the fact that the people that are choosing to live there, although they're like college educated and some people with higher degrees and that's what they can afford, where does that leave everybody else, man? That's that this depressed me. That It's just and just to hearken back to the debates, it it's kind of making me think of all the tiptoeing around capitalism discussions that we're going to hear. We have heard we're going to hear more of capitalism. We just need. You know, we need to get rid of all of the mean companies and capitalism's okay. We just need to get rid of the mean ones. Uh, well, at what point are we going to have to have USSR refugees come up with communist pods for us to live in? Or at what point is the government going to step in? You know what I mean? Like, yes, we have the freedom to solve a lot of different things, but when are we, when should the government intervene? That's just a question. And, like, if I sound really communist and radical, I don't know where this podcast is going to get played. It can play anywhere. So maybe when I'm running for president and this bites me in the ass or something, I mean, just think to yourself. It's not like the government doesn't intervene in other things. We have taxes because we do think that there are some things that everyone should pay into. So under that lens, there's nothing... That is so out there about some of the like communist socialist ideas that you hear from Bernie Sanders, you might hear from Elizabeth Warren or even Andrew Yang. There's nothing. It's like we have to decide the quality of life that we want people to have. And then we can make our laws and build from there. But there's no such thing as paying into this or making sure everyone has one thing as socialist because we already do that with the things we just so happen down the line of history to decide that that's something we should do. We already do that. So what I'm saying is when we can imagine a capacity for change, when we can empathize that change is needed, that's when we'll start to see some of the homelessness end in San Francisco. That's, you know, not programs to keep people. I heard something really great on Pod Save the People that seems really, I love when people like obviate things that are just, they seem like they should be obvious, but for some reason, none of us get it. And they said that any housing program, any homelessness like p- program that doesn't start with housing is is not helping. Now, that sounds really obvious if you think about it, but people really do base homelessness or even um, we do the same thing to like eradicating climate crime in the black community and stuff like that. Education, build schools, da, da, da. Nobody's going to school. Nobody's going to rehab. Nobody's doing any of these things if they don't have food security and a place to live. Like if they don't have a home to go to at night, they're not going to do their homework. So it doesn't matter what you teach them in school. If they don't have a safe home to go to at night that's away from drugs and street activity, they're not going to go take whatever psychiatric medication perhaps they're on if they're finally getting psychiatric care they're not going to eat food eating food, eating good food we've shown now by research supports being able to even metabolize certain medications better or remember anything when you or stay awake in class so it's just kind of one of those things that I start thinking about how all of these things are interconnected and how we're going to make them better and when we have to stop having enterprising you know, young women from extern, stern stern young women, I may add, that's all I'm going to say about that. She seemed, anyway. Yeah. When are we going to stop having them come invent things to solve problems that our government should take care of? But like, good luck to her. And she's living there. She's walking the walk, walking the talk. So I will, I had heard about this before. I think it was Minnie housing that I'd heard in New York. Um, but this, this is taking a new step further with having the fridge stocked and like truly like communal living in that sense. So yeah, let's follow that and see what happens. Daniel Caesar. I feel like he's already gotten too much airplay on this show. I went from one of those blissful fans that loves an album and has not researched the artist at all to just uh, being utterly horrified. It was my own wake-up call and slap in the face that I shouldn't get too comfortable with anyone's persona until I know more about them. And I had to grapple with that whole, like, do we cancel the artist, cancel the music question. You know, I already pay into Spotify monthly, so I didn't really feel like I was... I don't know. I was just like, yeah, I might keep streaming your st- stuff sometimes. Like, is it a little more disturbing when I have in my head just how completely basic and devoid of common sense you are? Yes. But I'm still gonna bump, like, get you and. What's the other one? Whatever, you know. His harmonies are lit, okay? No one can take that away from him. But I will say, his new album that he just dropped, which is called no the other one was 40 and this one is called hold on one second this one is called case study 101 and it has sold drum roll please 3000 copies it sold 3000 copies now i hate to say i told you so no i don't hate that at all i'm here right now at this very moment to say i told you so i think it's really funny when you insult black people even though you're black whatever you're canadian i guess you're coming for african americans telling them to get over slavery. It was a long time ago that we won too much, saying that, yes, jewels should be able to say the N-word. Why? Because for some reason you feel the need to cape for racist white women. I don't get it. And then you're like, whatever, fine, don't buy my albums. And then we don't buy your albums. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like asking you shall receive. I don't know what you wanted. You even put Brandy on a song on there. I'm going to go listen to the song, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to go to your concerts and I'm not going to, um, you know, buy the album. So I'm going to go play the Brandy song. Brandy's always going to get some love. So it was just kind of funny. Like, what did you, people need to stop being disrespectful to their fans. They really do. Okay. Because I feel like he's of the age, he's like 22. He's of that age of like, it's just my opinion, whatever. It doesn't matter. You know, when and it. no, your opinion has, ramifications your opinion can hurt people's feelings it can hurt people it can make them feel a kind of way it can misrepresent a social cause or political cause it can make you sound stupid your opinion can do lots of things in this case your opinion is might make you broke so I just thought it was just a really cute case of challenge accepted uh three thousand and so of course now the memes are going around making fun of him for that but It's comical. It's not, I don't want to misuse ironic. It's not ironic. It's what is it when you just say, hey, don't, fine, don't buy my albums. And then you're like, okay. (laughs) What is this? What's the word for that? Oh, man. He's got a lot of learning to do. And I think someone already tried. I believe he had a talk with Professor Mark Lamont Hill. And he definitely left saying, oh, yeah, we started this conversation into, you know, intersectionality uh, white supremacy institutional racism he has a lot more to do and I just want to say I don't I didn't have to sell a piece of my soul to like have white kids sit with me at the lunch table what are y'all going through what's what's happening to you you were in middle school in like 2014 like it was supposed to be better than when I was in middle school. What's happening that this is how you've learned how to engage with the world and get along with people where you feel like you have to have just like no identity and no, and and actually actively work towards being stupid and not understanding social issues to be liked by a population that apparently isn't buying your albums either. I mean, that's the other fun part. Like I think when you said that you thought it was going to make you more popular with white people and that, they were the ones supporting you, but it's just a sad twisted tale of how like the people who are up in your face as your team or whatever, whoever your management is with your record label gassing you up really led you astray because you, you got s- severely confused about where your main support was coming from. I mean, I don't wish you, you know, I don't wish him career failure. I don't wish him to stop making music at all. Cause I enjoy his music, but I, I, you know, let's see some, hum, you know, Let's see what happens after a taste of this this sweet potato humble pie, this Patty's pie of humility. And yeah, some growth would be nice, but we'll we'll watch it. I don't know if I'll ever really bring him up again on here, but I'll be monitoring. If you haven't seen this viral clip of a girl who seems to be definitely high um, licking a container of Bluebell ice cream, she's in a Walmart, I believe, in Lufkin, Texas, and the police have released a tweet. Our detectives are working to confirm the identity of the female suspect seen in the viral video licking a half gallon of Bluebell tin roof ice cream at Lufkin, once her identity is verified, detectives will proceed with getting a warrant for her arrest on a charge of second degree felony tampering with a consumer product. So this is the high priority in Texas right now. I guessed putting children in cages and not giving them toothpaste and hunting down this ice cream liquor. OK, first of all. I'm a squeamish person like that. It is disgusting. It's really disgusting. It's nasty. I don't think it's funny to tamper with people's food. That said, a second degree felony and apparently two separate charges are a possibility for two to 20 years and a fine of (sighs) $10,000. Did I need I tell you that this suspect is a black woman and not, you know, some white kids having fun? Because, you know, white kids do mischief. They're just being kids. Um. I mean, I, that obviously, I didn't need to tell you that. You knew that. by Just by virtue of how seriously the police are hunting this down, you already knew that. So it's really gross. Like, I don't think it's funny. I would, like, beat my child if they did this. This person's not even a child. They look like an older teen, maybe early 20s, like some stoner kids. Um, and it's nasty. A couple good things to protect the public, which Bluebell released a statement calling it malicious, food tampering, but they also said, just so you know, something about how their t- their gallons come upside down, something. They were like, there's no way you would not know this had been tampered with, which I agree. If you buy something and the seal is broken, don't eat it. Like, I thought that with, went without saying. Like, the things have a seal in them for a reason. So you would definitely have been able to tell that was tampered with. Well, I think what she did is really nasty, and I pray for the unsuspecting person who bought it. At least it's not, I mean, I at least it was something with a seal and not, it's not like in a restaurant where people are like spitting in your food and what have you and you don't know. There's been some weird fast food things recently. Wasn't it a guy who was like taking a bath in the sink at Wendy's or something? There's been a lot going on that's been filmed. Super nasty, super disgusting. And yet we all take, we all continue on, wake up in the morning and go buy our ice cream and our fast food. Even though we know that the... The uh, digital touch screens for ordering food at McDonald's, 99% of those surfaces have shown been shown to have fecal matter on them. And yet here we are, still ordering from the McDonald's world menu. I haven't, by the way. It, it looked cool. I'm glad they're doing it. I think it's interesting. Um, But I, I didn't. And I actually live down the street from McDonald's right now. I just don't. Their fries taste like mush. I can't. There's memories from when I was in kindergarten. That's the last time I really liked McDonald's. Anyway, so we're going to contrast that story with another law and order story that is taking place in, hold on, let me pull this up for you. This story is of a 16-year-old boy and his treatment with the law. Where is he from, though? Where was this? Oh, Monmouth County. This is New Jersey, right? Yeah. Okay. So get ready. I did a pivot that might you th- might make you think this is going to be light and a different type of ice cream liquor, but it's not. Like I was seriously reading this on the train and my mouth was open and my face just looked disgusted disgust to the point where the girl like next to me was like, are you, like just was just staring at me with like, are you okay sis look on her face? Cause I can't like control my facial expression when I'm like reading or receiving information that well. I was like, holy shit. Okay, so this story is, there was a 16 year old girl who was visibly intoxicated, speech slurring, like bumping into walls. She was assaulted in a dark basement at a pajama party i don't know why boys and girls were at a pajama party together that their parents knew about that sounds to me like complete and utter recklessness but okay that this is what we're doing so the boy took her to the basement she was drunk filmed himself penetrating her from behind Her torso was exposed in the photo. Her head is hanging down, kind of limp, and just she's completely out of it. He then shared the cell phone video amongst his friends and sent a text with that. This, This is the part that my mouth was like looking crazy and my forehead was just, brow was furrowed, like I couldn't grasp it. He sent this video to his friends with a text that said, when your first time having sex was rape. So... Do I delve into the sociopathy of that, or do I just tell you the rest of the story? I'll just tell you the rest of the story. It's probably actually more shocking to hear the rest of the story. Okay. So, but the family court judge said it wasn't rape. He wondered out loud if it was sexual assault, and he defined rape as something, and I'm reading part of this from the New York Times article covering this. He defined rape as something reserved for an attack at gunpoint by strangers. Which, I mean, literally this Stupid, insipid, useless, hollow skin sack of a human being judge said that rape is something that only happens with one or more people. And he literally went so far as to say it usually happens in an abandoned house. Ladies, aren't you so... Don't you feel so safe knowing that if the house that you were raped in wasn't abandoned, you weren't really raped? If if we'd known there were all these parameters... Uh, the, I guess the sexual assault rate in the United States would be really low because, you know, we don't always have access to abandoned houses. So. So uh, this judge denied the prosecutor's motion to try the 16 year old as an adult, he said, because he said he is clearly a candidate for not just college, but probably for a good college. The thinking here, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not really. Sh- do we need more rapists in college? Is that the like what? What does he? Why do we, as a community, as a global community, need him to go to a good college? That part I couldn't quite figure out. I mean, I know whiteness is blinding sometimes in white supremacy, but I just there certainly have to be white boys that are good students in college that aren't rapists that literally send out text messages saying that they raped people. So, not following. But to continue on with what's happening, yes, the judge has been sharply rebuked by an appeals court in a ruling showing privilege against uh, uh, privileged teenagers, which is, you know, we just not the first time this happened. Remember, oh, I blocked that horrible swimmer kid's name out. The one who assaulted that drunk girl behind a dumpster on the ground in an alley. And she wrote that poignant, you know, like 10 page letter about how her life had changed and everything she's been through. And the judge said, well, we have to consider this could ruin his life. So then why did you do it then? I don't. Okay, so let's go down. Let me, I'm scrolling down this article right now. The part that I wanted to tell you oh, yeah, they literally had to, like, opposing counsel when they appealed had to be like that he came from a good, tests a good family, which what does a good family mean? Raise your hand if you like come from a good family where no one like raped someone and then sent videos about it and said it was funny. I don't know. Maybe we should have mend those standards for a good family too. Not sure. I'm not not always blaming the parents, but honestly, if your little fucking sociopath did that and you're the parents, I'm not saying it's your part because like we don't your fault holy cuz i don't really know where evil comes from like i don't really know where the bad seed you know we is it from birth is it the people that are born lacking empathy like i'm not going to blame that on the parents but i do blame it if you allow it to get to court and want to get your son off because he's from a good family that's fucking embarrassing and you should be ashamed of yourself uh let's see do, 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 do. yeah so before the episode, the teenagers walked into a darkened area of the basement. While on the sofa, a group of boys sprayed Febreze on Mary. This is a 16-year-old girls. Sprayed Febreze on Mary's bottom and slapped it with such force that the following day she had hand marks. So they're literally beating this girl up. After the assault, the rapist left the room, but some of his friends checked on her. She was found on the floor vomiting. So again, she just could have died and choked on her vomit and died. Driven home by a friend's mom. When she woke up the following morning, she was confused about the bruising, told her mother she feared sexual things had happened to her at the party without her consent. Over the next few months, she learned that the rapist had shared the video to his friends, with his friends, but when she confronted him, he denied it and said all of his friends were lying. So he would keep sharing the video and then tell her that his friends were just making it up. And finally, 2017, so the start of the next year, she learned when Mary, the victim, learned that he continued to share the video, then she, um, they, the pair, she and her mom, like, pursued criminal charges. Um, so, you know, the prosecutor in Monmouth, who's not an idiot, said he should be tried in court, criminal court, because his actions were sophisticated and predatory. I mean, yeah. It's crazily uh, calculating. He took her into the basement. For the duration of the assault, it says, the lights in the gym remained off, and the door was barred. This is a, like gym basement, a home gym. The door was barred by a foosball table. He filmed on a cell phone video while committing the assault, and this was a deliberate act of debasement. He knew what he was doing. He blocked the door so no one would come in. He filmed it. This was all premeditated. And he shared it and identified it as rape. I mean, the part of this there's so many parts of this that I'm sure your head is like exploding. Like I'm sure we're all the exploding head emoji right now, but you know, when you watch like Law and Order and yes, I'm bringing fictional television into it because it does honestly, every time they say that a case doesn't have anything to do or bear any resemblance to something real that happened in the media, they are literally announcing that it does. So when you see these things and and and, and some of these cases in the media too, there's usually like a little bit of gray area. There's room for people to say, Well, we're not sure if it's assault and both of the kids are intoxicated, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We don't know if it's rape. What is rape? Young boys don't know what consent is. They don't know which which of course they fucking do, because let a gay guy, you know, come up to them and be like, Oh, are you like you didn't say anything, so I'm just gonna put put it in your butt. Like I bet everyone would figure out what rape was real quick. Um, but anyway. You don't know because it's not happening to you is what you're saying. So, you know, I don't know what rape is. Where's the line? What is consent? She didn't say yes. She didn't say yes three times. Then click her heels, cast a spell and levitate. So I'm not sure if I'm my, you know, penis is really wanted in this area right now. Um, I don't know. She said no. She said stop. But she whispered. So I don't know. Like, you know, you know, bullshit. Right. We have to disentangle all of that some of the times. Some of the time, but honestly, this kind of thing of what I'm describing in this case happens quite frequently, also. But anyway, sometimes we have to disentangle the nonsense. However, in this case, the boy admitted it was rape because he told his friends on the video, and this is mirroring those memes that they show a picture of something and they're like, "When your girl comes home and she drunk, you know, just it's this popular meme thing right now. That's just a picture of something. You write a caption of what it's describing." And the cleverness of it can depend on like how funny the picture was and what kind of a universal thing you're describing. Um, so he was doing that. He was making his little meme, and he said, when your first time is rape, meaning he knew that he stole this girl's virginity, and he was raping her. And he thought it was funny, and he planned it. And he sent the video out to his friends. So we have you know, a young white male committing a, cr- a heinous crime it, as just criminal as he could be And announcing it And distributing it Which in many other cases Would have gotten a child pornography charge Which I'm, I really hope is added on there too And I haven't heard, heard, I haven't heard tell of that yet And he announces that he did it And the judge Is walking back What the defendant said That he did himself The defendant called it rape In the video to his friends And the judge is walking that back and saying, well, I'm not really sure it's rape. Son, you know, I know you you intended to rape, but you didn't really because all of your friends didn't gang bang this girl too, and it wasn't in an abandoned building on gunpoint. So, like, it's just really important to identify in situations like this that we don't just have a criminal justice system that is, like, skewed one way. We don't just have over-policing of black neighborhoods so that the police are around to watch someone jaywalk or watch a kid you know do something he's not supposed to do that's minor whereas you know for example where I went to school at Princeton we don't have a legal drinking age there it's like American laws don't apply to us you go into campus and all the eating clubs which I could totally get into later if anyone cares to understand more about what that is you're offered alcohol from the time you're like they serve beer on tap like it's there for the taking people are just astounded when they get arrested for things and stopped. But, you know, meanwhile, the police are doing raids all the time on like black first generation in college or first generation American, you know, engineering students listening to loud Chris Brown at the time, forgive us. That's what was going on in their bedrooms, having dance-offs from, you know, Uber Christian and immigrant families that don't even drink and do drugs. And let's be very clear, children of color just do not do drink at the same rate as their white counterparts do in those, those uh, environments. That is where the police would be all the time for nose complaints while people are just doing lines of blow off each other's butts in the next room. Like, legit. So it's not just that it's over-policing. It's not just that you're, like, overzealous and looking for us. It's not giving different sentences for the same crime. I mean, it's all of the things, but it's not just that, those things. It's also that you are literally advocating for white criminals. You're literally trying to defend them as a judge, who is not their defense lawyer so that's crazy to me right but then the, the, the defense of him is it just shows that we live in like a completely different world right I mean the defense of him is also based on things that literally don't matter to most people like they would not seem like they would matter to anyone so it's like I don't even have the same what I'm trying to say is that it's like I don't even live in the same universe as you or speak the same language or have the same moral like values as you. I don't see the world in the same way. The things that matter to me don't matter to you. It reminds me of when the Somali pre uh priest, the Somali police officer, who was the first police officer to actually go to jail for murder because he got scared of a white woman, this white woman was approaching him fast or whatever. Minor thing people do that scares police into shooting you because we know police are just the most fucking trigger happy, fearful people in the world, apparently. So he kills this white woman and the defense in the courtroom was what's scary about blonde hair or the prosecution was like, what's scary about blonde hair on a sweatshirt? When I hear things like that, I'm just like another universe opens up like, wow, you are taking it as a foregone conclusion that I find blonde hair to be innocent and signify some sort of goodness um, I don't. It signifies hair dye, and uh, I mean, I have some blonde wigs. I don't, I don't. I'm not saying I dislike the hair color, but like, no, we don't. It doesn't mean the same thing to me as mean to you. Hello, hi, hi, hi. I, hi, we have been oppressed for like 500 years. No, blonde hair does. It's not soothing. Like, it's not soothing to me. I don't care what the fuck it means to you. So, it's a cultural and moral divide that's like really hard to grapple with. That this judge thinks that him saying that this boy comes from a good family and a good school and, will, and has good test scores, how does that make the community safe? How, what kind of leadership is he supposed to grow? Are you saying he's going to be the next what? You didn't even say, like, he, it's not like he, like, won the, you know, if he had discovered the cure for cancer or something like that, and you're like, hey, we need to put this kid in a special prison where he can continue his research because he just unlocked the genome that would eradicate all human diseases and allow us to live forever like something like that well, let's consider some peripheral prefer- preferential treatment maybe but you just said that he should just not go to jail because he might go to college so he can come out and work at starbucks afterwards like the people like we have too many people in- who go to college and we can't find a job afterwards anyway like i'm done i'm lost so yeah the the let's see the the judge says the boy's actions were not sophisticated or predatory. predatory. There, he's just a 16-year-old saying stupid crap to his friends. Again, there we go. But the boys will be boys, so boys will be rapists. But black girls can lick ice creams and are felons, or black women can lie and say that they live at a house that's not even a random house, a house that her grand her father lives in. So say that she, say that her little daughter lives in that grandfather's residence, so that they can she can go to a better school district and go to jail. So now your mom's a felon and can't work, can't get a job because she tried to get you in a better school district. So ice cream, you know, saying you live with your father, jail time, malicious rape and spreading child pornography, spreading a video of it, gaslighting the victim to make her go crazy, telling her that no one has really seen it when she keeps getting told that it's out there every other day. Why, why should you be punished for that? Uh, let's see what other. Let's see. In 2004, the same judge ordered a gag order, imposed a gag order to pr- prohibit people in a courtroom from discussing the high-profile case of two Montclair High School football players accused of sexually assaulting a schoolmate, and then the charges were dropped. Um. I just don't. What's going on? Like. Wh- I and that's the thing. Like, I want to get to a point on this podcast where I don't have to keep telling you isolated incidents of things like this that happen. When are we going to view things as not isolated incidents, but as like a conglomerate of a problem? Like, how is this allowed to happen? What can change? What can be, what can be um, uh, standardized across different states, across different counties with judges, so that. We don't have people like, I mean, I know, I know people that left law because, and, you know, took their law degree and went into perhaps consulting or something like that because of how corrupt judges are. So I don't have the answer to this one, but I, I, I just, sorry to leave you without any resolution, but my, yeah, head explosion, head exploding levels of nonsense, not just nonsense, evil. Like I want to be clear that this is evil
0: go where the haters are. I want to see, want to see them hating. Lick up their salty white tears and then tell them, mmm, yum. Being polite, you don't get so far. I tried to be nice, now I have to drag you I Could live without these races. What would I pay if I could say, Fuck you, pay me? Madeline Petts is not the best, or she would sort of have the wrong now. Not trying to diss her, she can blame my sister, but my black asses care. Of the mermaids know I'm gonna wear cocoa pants, and some shea butter. I'll be the blackest mermaid that you've ever seen. Okay,
1: just one more little reflection on a story before we get to the scandal that you're all you've all been waiting for. Okay, so reparations. Reparation. So last week, the House Judiciary Subcommittee on the Constitution, Civil Rights, and Civil Liberties had its first hearing in over a decade on H.R. 40. H.R. 40 is the Commission to Study and Develop Reparation Proposals for African Americans Act. Again, this is something we can thank the the whole social climate for, and political climate, but we can also thank like, our 20 Democratic <laughs> nominees because... It just kind of became invoked to discuss, and people realized that they need the black vote, and this this uh, discussion started getting some more airplay, and it actually proceeded to the point where we're really, really discussing it, which is awesome. Um, I have a couple of things to say. There is this inflammatory these headlines. I mean, maybe they're I mean, they're factual, but facts can still be inflammatory because you don't have to lead with the price. You could just say it's being considered, blah, blah blah. But instead, articles are going around saying slavery reparations could carry a 17 trillion price tag. So, right before we even get into any context, I just want to say that con- context, I just want to say, and? Is that supposed to sound like too much or expensive? I just want it to be very clear that I'm not going to ask. My ancestors for a discount on their blood and labor. So I don't know. It's kind of like, ooh, maybe you shouldn't have done that. And then continued to colonize and terrorize the rest of the world. I don't know. Set up banana republics and drop drones. All all of that shit. Like I don't I don't know what to tell you. If that's how much it costs, what are you gonna do? Are is are you is there even a iota of a suggestion? that this should be determined by how much it costs. We have the money, okay? But, like, I just was like, okay, don't, don't be spreading that number around just so people can be like, it's too expensive. I feel like it's just trying to get people to rally against the idea and make the idea sound distasteful, and I just want to let you know that I'm letting out a loud cackle at the idea that it could possibly be, too expensive like oh too bad the way our country was founded is too expensive for you now looks like we're gonna have to pay it back slowly with interest okay so i would just also like to give send a, a large fuck you to mitch mcconnell senate majority leader mitch mcconnell said that he opposed the measure given that not one of us currently living are responsible for slavery i'm so confused at how you were able to frame this question about yourself the question is about reparations to people who have been hurt by it. And obviously African-Americans have been hurt by long lasting policies that continued after slavery. Not even that slavery was that long ago in and of itself. I mean, if you're an older person, if you're like in your eighties, you're like great grandparent was probably a slavery or a grandparent, I think. And then, I just can't stand people acting like shit happened such a long time ago. I mean, when my mom was a little girl growing up in Buffalo, New York, she didn't experience some of the stuff she might have experienced in the South. But certainly my grandfather's generation had to move up from the South to Detroit and to Buffalo so that they wouldn't get killed because they were sassy like me. And they got into trouble talking back to people and the people like, oh, you got to go because you will get lynched. So, you know, if you're white, just let me know if you're a white American, raise your hand. Let me know if your grandparents had to move around in America, not talking about like coming here from other countries as a refugee. Just let me know if your p- grandparents had to consider just like did your whole family relocate just because they wouldn't get murdered by walking around and doing 10 year old boy things. My uncle Warren moved to the north because he like beat up a white boy about roller skates. Like they got in a fight. The white boy wanted to borrow his roller skates. They were 10 and his family was like, you got to go because you'll get hung and murdered. Just let me know if those are the considerations your family was making. I'd love to know. So anyway, back to that. I mean, what a stupid way to frame that question. It's like, I understand that like white guilt is a thing. And, and I'm not saying that facetiously, like, I don't like the term white guilt, because I think it's used, actually, it's actually used by racist people against conscientious white people. But I get it. I guess that it can be kind of uncomfortable to have to grapple with questions about, if you've been raised your whole life to think that everything that happened to you is because you work really hard and you're sort of an exceptionalism. Exceptionalism. Anyone, let me just say this. I'm trying to be as empathetic as I can, but I guess anyone making you question your identity is like a thing. It is a thing to be grappled with. So if you have always conceived of yourself one way and you have to change it, that's a real experience and that's the nicest thing I'm going to say (laughs) I am nothing else so okay so yes like there you have to reconfigure how you see yourself in the world and think about some stuff you never thought about before and you know I just started going to therapy for the first time like real real therapy and it's very challenging to think about things, and I'm not even going through anything, like, it's not like I'm, like, a mean, bad person. I didn't learn that in therapy. I'm just, like, oh, some of the ways I think about things haven't been helping me, and and it's, like, I leave, and I'm, like, exhausted, like, brain exploded. So I, I, I can try to extrapolate and to relate in that sense. However, then I just have to give you a large dose of get over yourself at a point this isn't about you. Like, at least the therapy is about me, right? Reparations and shit isn't about you. So, like, it's, like, you... He managed to erase black people from that question. No one alive is responsible for it. Reparations isn't punishment. That's the thing. It's so self-centered to have to disentangle. It's not to punish you because you're white. Even phrasing it that way means that you think this money in question is like something that you deserve and you're supposed to have that's being taken away from you. We're not taking away something you deserve. We're giving people something that they are owed like do you see how that's like a different way of looking at things if your head is not like all the way inside of your butt so i i was just like you know but i do think even that analysis i'm giving is giving him a little too much credit because i think what he's really doing is just dog whistling appealing to defensive people who like to say like it's not my fault let's move on let's not think about it anymore and it's not my also not my fault if you can't read a book or notice social patterns around you. That's not my fault either. So at some point, I think we're going to have to let people who are actually educated about the issue decide this and decide this bill. And, I mean, we could see maybe that will start a race war or something, but do we have to... What I'm asking is, if the general population pretends that they're an ostrich that cannot understand, and I'm saying ostrich because just how there are old white people black people there are also old white people half of the people acting like they don't understand these connections are like direct beneficiaries of these systems too and what show was i watching i think i was just watching some good old youtube where they went to interview a a plantation in texas that is now like run by sharecroppers and you know, the guys have Confederate flags around, the owners of the house, and they have the pictures of the planters, and just calling them planters. Just the whole revisionist history slavery. Like, people really live that way. They live... I mean, shit, you only got to watch Southern Charm. I get uncomfortable and Bravo every time they talk about some silver that their great-great-grandmother passed down to their asses. I mean, their entire... They're rich because of slaves, these people in Charleston. So, you know... Uh, like, it's it's one thing that we have to also just pretend like white people don't have the access or information to understand how systems that benefited them were disenfranchising someone else. And you know, we live together through those things at the same time. So it's just like, what a lovely, how, what a privilege to be able to just have total, like, I don't know, blindness. It's like you, you had the men in black little stick thingy flash in front of your face. And you just forgot that, you know, Hey, in 1950s, this was happening. And all the black people you saw were like scrubbing floors and doing this. And then this was happening. And then we had a first black president, like, but you know, what about redlining what about black wall street what about t- the terrorism that is lynching that was economically based that was specifically to what about re- how reconstruction started to happen then was just canceled we have books i know people our education sucks in this country but i'm actually suggesting something more like revolutionary than books we actually have like you have old white people in your family too that can tell you how shit was so we can't always just put all the onus on that you didn't have a proper education and you may not be a sociologist and and but like come on, what are we doing here? So that was just some bullshit. Um, you know, Tanahasi Coates methodically, step by step, tore Mitch McConnell apart and explained why everything he was saying was extremely stupid. He has firsthand interviews with people that kind of had their own raisin in the sun story and came up north to Chicago and then were completely brutalized by you know subprime loans and the thing is people were this wasn't like I made bad financial decisions because I didn't have you know because schools were segregated and I didn't have access to a good education which is still how I think we like to frame things and even Kamala Harris if you watch her whole like build more schools less jails video which is annoying and she seems to be like drunk I sometimes her enunciation makes me feel a little some uncomfortable like what's is it Benadryl? What are you... What happened before you got to this event? However, uh, this is, and to hearken back to that and just what I was saying earlier in the pod about throwing school and education at things that are aggressively evil and meant to fuck your shit up, it's not like... So yeah, so in Ta-Nehisi Coates' beautiful like, 30-page write-up, which you can find online or at The Atlantic, he wasn't just saying... You know, it wasn't like, yeah, I, I didn't have financial literacy because, you know, we just don't have the same opportunities. No, it's like people were like, we are purposely going to do this thing to black people so that we can remove all the equity from their houses, make it so if they miss one month of payment at all, if they're late, you know, for their mortgage, which is already like unfair anyway, that we take the house back. They were purposely trying to put people into a new kind of slavery where they would be to systems. And this was systematic. And this was to push them out of neighborhoods, to steal from them, because it benefits people in an upper class and the overclass to have people under them. It is like the same reason why, you know, the French Revolution happened or Russian or people had to burn the czar's house down and burn like aristocracy they were in imbe- there it is there people are invested in being the smaller percentage of people that have a bunch of people under them they're not dummies they know that if that were to change they would have to do things like get a job work harder obey the law so yes this was like criminal thuggish activity on the behalf of white people that was stealing from black people stealing your home equity this is what was going on directly after slavery which is why you know if you research it Oh, I'm preaching to the choir. Anyway, the point is that the shit was not accidental. It's not cute. And it's not just like some Disney movie about not being able to drink in the same water fountain. We just got to let the water fountain shit go. I mean, I, I think I brought it up last week in the busing conversation. Just is like, I hope, I want us to reframe it as more evil to like think about what it means if you're raised thinking a bunch of people are so dirty, they can't uh, be with you. But like, I really want to be explicitly clear that Black people are not just walking around with their feelings hurt and shit. That's not what American history was. It was aggressive, on purpose, systematic. This is what we need reparations for. So Mitch McConnell, please kiss like the whole inside of my big black ass. Like You are a disgusting human being. You knew what you were saying. You were trying to get a soundbite out so that everyone could be like, yeah, we didn't do anything, me, me, meh. And there's no place for someone as old and wrinkled and dry as you to act like they don't understand these things at play, because you probably own slaves yourself, which I think I've said before. Um, okay, that's all I had to say about that. Mainly just that Mitch McConnell sucks and that I don't care about the price tag. Stop. I don't know what made you think that you were going to come up with a number that was going to make me be like, oh, well, we can't do it then. Too bad. It's, a, it's, an Am- it's Amazon Prime Day for my ancestors. Like, shut up okay let's get into the moment we've all been waiting for it is time to discuss mermaid gate or internet been racist i can't decide what the title should be actually no we're gonna call this portion mermaid science we're gonna get into the mermaid science a little bit later after i set up the scene so if you have been in hibernation for a couple years now, then you might not have noticed that Disney has been remaking their entire animated canon pretty much into live-action remakes. I was very confused when this first started, especially because it started with Cinderella was the first one, and I was like, wait, there's already Ever After, which is a classic. Like, don't even, don't try it. I mean, with Drew Barrymore, uh, just breathe. You know what I'm talking about. If you're a, a certain generation millennial top tier older millennial okay and then there is um ella enchanted which i don't remember having any opinion about the movie but i read that book over and over in middle school there is i think had maleficent had already come out and then i mean there's just a lot of Oh, that's Snow White related. Never mind. My point is, I was just like, what's going on? And I'm sure it did fine, but it didn't, you know, it wasn't viral or anything. Now, when they started making the more popular ones, things have gotten crazy. It is just a hugely lucrative thing that they're doing. And yes, there's a problem in the industry right now of people only remaking things or making books into movies or making TV shows into movies or making movies that were already movies into movies again. And not a lot of new material, but I'm not going to blame Disney for this because, I mean, they're in the business of making money and it's sort of fun to see like a, like humans cosplaying, you know, characters that you liked. So that said, oh, and, you know, The Lion King's coming out. It's going to have Beyonce. It's huge. Beyonce's Nala. There's some things to, to be excited about. Now, I always knew that when they did The Little Mermaid, I was going to die. I mean, The Little Mermaid was one of my favorites, that and Aladdin. And you know how I feel about the ocean. You know how I feel about mermaids. Specifically, have you seen the cover of the podcast? So, just that CGI and underwater animation I knew was just going to be stunning. I was so excited to see that brought to the big screen. And I hadn't really... I'd heard like Ariana Grande was maybe going to be Ariel and Queen Latifah was going to be Ursula. And I was like, cool, whatever. I didn't even care that much. Did I want Ariana Grande to riff? Absolutely not. Don't do that. However like don't do that to Ellen Menken just don't do it but I was like whatever super pumped now it has I mean my wildest expectations for casting have been completely surpassed by Disney it was announced two days ago that the role of Ariel is going to be none other than Halle Bailey who is not Halle Berry for those of you who just read things really quickly and don't revisit again Hallie Bailey is the 19-year-old half of the duo Chloe and Halle. Chloe and Halle, as you may remember, reached their YouTube fame. They started amassing fans on YouTube, reaching over a million followers. They started doing videos of these beautiful duets that they play the piano and sing, the two African-American sisters. This In 2006, this began when Halle was like six years old. I mean, they're very talented little women who are now... So, little women, young women. I think they're like Hallie's 19 and Chloe is maybe 21. Um, they became be- be, uh, proteges of Beyonce. Beyonce took them under her wing and they would open for her sometimes, start touring. I mean, now they are probably best known for being on Grownish. Uh, they are playing like Yara Shahidi's friends on the series Grownish, which is the spinoff of Blackish, if you don't know. They're stunning women. They're just so adorable and beautiful girls. I mean, Halle Bailey sings like a freaking angel. Her voice is gorgeous. She's definitely like the most legit singer to be in any of these little remakes, except when they made Audra McDonald the cabinet uh, and gave her a new song in (laughs) Beauty and the Beast. And she just looks like a little fairy, like sprightly. Like she has this tiny little pointy chin beautiful brown face and giant big eyes and the, and these, these both sisters have gorgeous locks and one of the sisters the oldest sister is thick and the younger one is slim so you got that representation there I was like yes I see myself represented Faria I'm worth it yes I mean she's just a beautiful girl who looks kind of like other you could just see her being like a magical creature anyway and she her voice is beautiful and she's the right age for it I think Ariel was supposed to be 16 so it was i mean the the fact that they would cast the mermaid as black (sighs) i literally cried okay i'm not saying that everyone should have this reaction but mermaids mean a lot to me and i did have tears in my eyes that's it like what can i say i'm not gonna lie to you i'm not gonna lie about how much it meant to me i wept i wept mermaid tears that's what happened they were salty sea salt mermaid tears i was so excited i was just so excited now, did I know that this was going to come with a huge internet backlash? Sure, but I didn't care at that time. I was just thrilled. I mean, the funny thing about what had preceded this conversation was a lot of discussion about who would play Ursula. Then I found out that a lot of you poor, confused children decided that Ursula was a black woman. And I'm talking about, like, black people here, too. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know why you thought that. I Personally, growing up, I thought she was a purple octopus, so... Mm, i don't know that's uh, she people were like she's curvy she was the only curvy one okay i wasn't like curvy when um you know the little mermaid was out so if that meant something to some people somewhere i'm not going to take that away from you that she's the only curvy disney figure although who else she's the only curvy plus size disney figure i mean princess jasmine definitely had heaving bosoms uh But yeah, I mean, I always thought that she was supposed to be kind of like a Broadway belter. I'm I'm giving my, you know, my background away. But yes, as a kid, I thought she reminded me of Ethel Merman because that's where I was. Those are the exposures that I had. So maybe if people would watch more theater, something they kind of know. I mean, her appearance was apparently supposed to be a, um, based on this white drag queen, people say. But I mean, her voice sounded like a brassy. Broadway, broad. So I, d- I didn't hear it. what what people are calling soul was just to me like a certain like genre of you know torchy singing. So I, I don't know. I was very confused about that. I was confused why we were campaigning to have a purple mer- a purple octopus be black and like claim that as ours. I wanted us to aim higher. But literally on the same threads, people were like, "Well, that's all we got. It's not like they're going to give us a black princess like Ariel or something." And then two days later, we got Ariel. I was like, "Oh." my god so amazing okay so of course the backlash has been swift intense and ridiculous um hashtag not my ariel is trending on line i mean people are there's there's facebook groups make ariel white again um there's a there's threads where people are just showing random white women with red hair and saying that they should be ariel which is very confusing to me because You know whoever they pick is also not going to be a mermaid so which part of the prosthetics or costuming are you okay with like must they also have a real tail like they need to be a natural mer a natural redhead then to me they would need to be a natural mermaid that is just logic that is that's what we call a syllogism this equals this if they must be a natural redhead they would need to be a natural mermaid so i don't know furthermore there are black people with red hair. I'm related to a young, beautiful young lady. My baby cousin Alana has like bright fire engine red hair. I mean, honestly, it's very uncommon for people to literally have like, like, which apple is that? Uh, red delicious apple colored hair, like red red hair. But she comes closer to, and my cousin comes closer than any white person I've ever met to actually having like red hair. Which is to say that Ariel's hair is not a human color, anyway. That's the point that I was making with that. But honestly, most like white people gingers that I've met are hair is hair's orange, it's not literally red. But like my cousin's hair is like actually red. So there are some people that are using the redheaded thing as a foil for race, and they're you know you want to say that she should have been white, but you're saying that she should have been redheaded, which again, as I've said, doesn't make sense because. It's like if you've ever seen a movie before, sometimes people don't look exactly like the character that they're playing. They, they do wear, they don't just generally go to set in your like your Ugg boots and your, you know, the yoga pants that you drove in your Uber in. You kind of like change clothes and get into costume, especially when you're playing magical creatures that will be in front of a green screen the whole time. But you know, intelligence isn't gifted to everybody. That's something that I know. Not from personal experience, but from watching y'all on the internet. So, you know, the redheaded thing is going around a lot. I see people just listing randos, like, uh, to both princesses from Game of Thrones. Uh, What's her name who became queen of the north? She's not even a, I think she might be blonde in real life. I think she dyed her hair for the show. Don't understand what that's about. And then the other, the wildling chick that married uh, Kit Harington is she an act like is she singer i'm so lost so okay red hair over everything got that got that i mean this is like predictable but stupid let's see what other arguments we're saying people are saying that it's not a movie about mermaids it's about the 1989 disney movie based on the story the little mermaid written by hans christian Andersen, where he describes white skin and blue eyes ariel is from denmark nordic here's the thing Um, Sebastian is Jamaican. So, like, I don't... Do they have Jamaican crabs in Denmark? I don't know. Like, we could, I guess, look into it. But in none of these pictures of Hans Christian Andersen, the Little Mermaid, does she have red hair. So, again, we're just going to keep... You keep moving the bar, and we're going to have to decide what's important. Is it important that she be white? Is it important that she have red hair? Is it important that she be Nordic? Because the fairy tale that Hans Christian Andersen wrote, that is the story that a lot of us kind of no but actually we don't because if you actually read like I did that shit is violent as fuck and the real little mermaid she had to like cut off his legs and like drink the blood or something to become a human so her choice was am I gonna stab this nigga and drop him into the ocean to get my legs or do I have to just stay away from him forever you know it's like if you love something let it go. So I mean, is that the movie you guys wanted to see cuz that's not the movie you had. <laughs> more tweets, more tweets. Um people are pretending to not understand like racial diversity and inclusion. Uh let's see. This tweet from Heidi B. The internet fought to make sure that appropriate cultures were cast in Aladdin, which what does that mean cuz is not real. Like cultures were, you don't, already you don't even know what you're talking about. Cultures were cast in Aladdin. Now a black person is cast as a Danish mermaid and people are excited. I'm confused. Do we want cultural accuracy or racial diversity? In some cases they are mutually exclusive. Not always, but I'm just saying that if a white person can't be cast as Aladdin or Jasmine, why can't a black person be cast as Ariel? In both stories the race of the main character affects the plot, political marriage, and all that. Oh man. You know, I didn't know that people were so woke AF when they were five and watching The Little Mermaid, and I really didn't know that the tropical fishes, like clown fishes and and shit and Jamaican crabs, indicated that it was Danish. Instead, I think what Prince Eric probably was, was a colonizing Probably owned slaves, selling rum, going down the fucking middle passage. Like that's honestly what he really was, and that's how white people on boats found themselves in the Caribbean. But sure, I no one told you the Little Mermaid was Danish. Like no one, there was no one said that. You were, you're, this is not true. Tim says. If I'm a Disney ha- shareholder, then I'm pissed. There's no way a global brand such as The Little Mermaid will see a maximum return on investment for a live-action movie by not casting a red-headed white girl for political posturing. Hallie is tremendously talented, but this is stupid. I expect the prince to be a gender-fluid Asian boy and Kring- King Triton to be a flamboyantly gay Hispanic. Hashtag circle complete. So we have the, the there-goes-the-neighborhood uh, argument, which is like, what if... King Triton was gay and Hispanic. Again, we're still talking about mermaids. So, again, I'm just going to keep tossing in that we always need to keep reminding ourselves that this is how upset white people are getting about imaginary characters. Let's see. Uh, Will says, I swear this Ariel cast is so fucking stupid, trying to please the political correctness. What would happen if the princess and the frog was a white woman? She ain't real either. People keep bringing up the Tiana argument, which, to me, is like... Are you really pretending you don't understand that Tiana was a black woman in New Orleans and that was part of the plot? No, they're not real people, but one is a imaginary creature, a depiction of an imaginary creature who we we don't really know that they have races because like they're not real and they're half fish. And then the other one is a person. But if you're really going to go that route, I have to say the, you know, thank you to the white alley that angrily posted like Wait a minute. So Disney has been making all white princesses for like 75 years, and you are scared and upset that they change one of them, like just because they used to make them all white, because they also used to have blackface crows and shit and Dumbo. That, but things change as we progress. But you know, we we know that these people don't really want progress. We know that that's not really what they want. So. Yeah, I'm trying to give you all the different fac- facets that people are coming at this from before I get to the stupidest one: uh, redhead representation, ignoring the fact that some redheads can be black, just showing random white women who aren't redheads, therefore undercutting their own arguments. But you know, consistency— who needs it? Uh, saying that the mermaid is Dane, the Little Mermaid is Danish because because hans christian anderson wrote the story called the little mermaid even though the movie clearly the water was not supposed to be cold water and the fish were caribbean and brightly colored and had accents that some would even consider offensive in some cases uh let's see what else what else what else ariel should be white just because that's the way it was then uh great i think that's a fine fine synopsis for now so we're getting closer to my favorite one which is the mermaid science so i'm a little bit of an internet troll i've tried to curtail it over the years uh but it's hard to not get in the fray and really upset some racist sometimes i can't help it i can't help myself so i got on this post shared by some like latin meme sharing person called kale k That's C-H-A-L-E comma K space K-R-E-K-R-E-I-S-I. So if you want to go there and cause some havoc, please do. Um, So I wrote there that, you know, I just want to understand like why you're listing a lot of women who are like 30 plus, aren't singers, aren't natural redheads. So the most important part about playing a magical imaginary creature, she's white. Let me know, just trying to trying to be trying to understand what's going on here. So, you know, people are we're kicking, we're laughing on that. But let me find the girl that brought in. Oh, I didn't and I didn't tell you what that post was. This post is viral. This person, it's been shared like thousands and thousands of times. And it has a picture saying, like, the mermaid we wanted, the mermaid we got. So the mermaid all these people want is this actress named Madeline Pets. Who is Really beautiful aside from her lip fillers. She's a really beautiful girl who's on um Riverdale in the CW. She apparently does sing for real. I had to look her up. She would be perfect Ariel at Disney World. She looks like Ariel looks uh in the like she has and she's a national redhead and she didn't get the part. So <laughs> oh, I'm so sad. Sorry. I mean, like, are you gonna tell a studio that they have to pick like the one famous? natural redhead who sings in existence like I don't I feel like I feel like I feel like people are going to consider a wig before they decide like there's one natural redhead who's sort of young although she's 24 and she's not a teenager anymore which is I mean at least you can say that Hallie is a teenager but she's and I'm not even someone who I mean honestly like I've never been an age person with shit like this. If you're if you're tiny and you look young, you could do whatever. It doesn't matter how old you are. I'm only saying that just to be a troll because I'm gonna put Allie, Hallie in all the categories that she really fits into. That I can just I'm just a troll. But like, can you imagine telling a studio that they have one option, like this one girl? I think and Chloe and Hallie have a bigger fan base than Madeline, obviously, or they wouldn't have done it. Or whatever reason that they did it, you can know. It's not because Martin Luther King is like the president of CEO of Disney. It's because they thought it was going to be a lucrative decision somehow. So that's what they did. I mean, you can bet that because people defer to white even when it's not a good choice. I mean, Scarlett Johansson, bless her, is still getting absolutely dragged. Just dragged. She's she's come up in this, <laughs> in this conversation so many times. She'll never g- not get dragged for the... Asian woman she played in Ghost in the Shell and then for like almost playing the trans Puerto Rican woman in this other movie then she she reneged and and backed out of that but I'm just saying like the fact that they usually choose whiteness and black girls as I was saying and black people over the years we just accommodate and we go anyway even though we are a huge market share that you can get really excited and invigorated to go like buy out theaters if you wanted to. So the fact that you deferred to it, even when research would have showed you that maybe there's other ways to make more money, shows you that if they're actually casting a black girl, like with all the racism that's in the world and in their own biases and everything like that, they obviously knew that it was a good idea. And hey, maybe all this memeing is exciting. Like if they cast a redhead who just looked like the picture of Ariel already does right now, people just by Google River, Riverdale and see that she's on there and then turn over and go back to sleep. But instead, grown-ass adults are on the internet fighting each other over mermaid science. So I would say that this is good publicity. <laughs> um, but what have I seen? I've seen people saying they're going to boycott it, et cetera, et cetera. But let me find you this argument about mermaid science that I really, really enjoyed. Because it's not, It's it's a trending thing now. People are offering scientific reasons why mermaids would be white okay so it was buried very deep in this thread which is so racist as not just another good reminder of how racist latin america is because the thread is spanish and like the spanish memes underneath um there's a meme of prince triton and then hallie bailey's face is popping out of a pillow like underneath him and it's like mi daughter es negra and he's crying saying my daughter is black and crying like Latin people, you should be the last ones fucking surprised to have a black daughter. All the racial mixing in Latin America, those are exactly the families that, you know, the two parents look white and they have a black kid. But you know what? It's true. they are They do get upset about that because they hate themselves and hate black people. So it is what it is. Everyone's got a lot of work to do. So this charming, really brightly intelligent young woman wrote that it's oh you know after all this blase i'm not racist but like ariel should be white because she had red hair and everyone's doing the hans christian Andersen thing over and over again even when that mermaid was blonde and had blue eyes so that doesn't so the red hair thing is like then hans christian Andersen, i guess is a reason why it should be white and then disney is a reason why it should have red hair so we can just like combine two different source materials together i guess at our will fine so she was on that nonsense and then this bitch hit us with plus scientifically a mermaid's skin would be light anyway due to lack of sun exposure i had to insert that music that that's what stupid sounds like probably if it were music um okay so i had to i dragged her i had to drag her for filth like first of all first of all scientifically if, you, if there was really a species, like if we think mermaids were real, because you want to use science, right? And in science, things are real and not Greek mythology. African mythology, Yemaya, goddess of water, goddess of the sea, fish woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you Google it. So if we want to say that um, mythology, world mythology is real, the chances that a half- Something half, something would be literally cut down the middle in half and not a chimera genetically of sorts, are very low. So, you think that someone is just really half like would be half human on the top and have boobies, but then on the bottom, like lay eggs, and then why does she have like mammalian features like teats, like which. No, like there would probably be a combination of both, which is like if you watch the show Sirens, which you know I do on Freeform, they have a really cool depiction of the mermaids, and they have embraced the more siren part, which is what a mermaid is. They are not trying to make they're not cute underwater. They have like sharp teeth, their arms, their their hands have like claws, their faces have scales all over, like that, or even like the shape of water. Like it's not like this half and half you know, I just have a fishtail, but on the top I got titties, and some shells. Hey, ow. I mean, that's, those chances are low if you really want to be scientific. Then if you want to look at the skin of mammals that live under the water, since, you know, you're saying that her human skin would be light from lack of sun exposure and would have developed through uh, evolution to be that way, well, orca whales are black. Most other whales except belugas are dark blue, and belugas live in the Antarctic and blend in with uh, snow and shit. Uh, seals are dark. Manatees are dark. Those are all mammals that live under the sea, and somehow they're still getting their SPF. I don't know. Or maybe just the ocean is a different adaptation for skin than un- out of the water. I don't know. So like, if you really wanted to, say you were using science, you would extrapolate over off of other mammals that lived under the sea, since humans don't and have never lived under the sea. Boom. So we have that. Um, Then we have the fact that the mermaids actually do come up to shore quite a bit to sing. They chill on the rocks. They lie about. They lure sailors to their death with their beautiful songs. Um, So they would get sun exposure. So Where is Ariel's SPF? I never have seen a clip of her putting on sunblock. How does she... How come her skin is not peeling? Does she have aloe? Does she have coconut oil with her? Does she have some natural remedies? What about that? Hmm? What about that? And then lastly, you decided to do a thought experiment about how human skin acts in the water, but you only applied it to to whatever way you could finagle to state that the skin would be white. You didn't think in the water... How would human skin last underwater for hours and hours, 24 hours? Why isn't Ariel a giant raisin? Why doesn't she have rotten skin that just melted and sloughed off? With a, why isn't she constantly, like, pumicing herself because of all that dead skin? I, you just, I, so, like, I wrote that in a more concise form and very mean. And then she was like, Look, I, you guys are just arguing with me because I have a different opinion. I just use science because I come from a science background to say that she would obviously have lighter skin if she lives underwater. It's not that hard to understand. So, the, you know, then she just copped out. It's Independence Day. I don't have time to talk. I was like, girl, I got a lima, in my hand. I'm dictating into my phone. Like, but OK, bye. I guess you didn't have anything to say to that. So she's not the only one using mermaid science. It's all over the internet, it's all over Twitter. People are saying that real mermaids would have light skin because, insert scientific facts, which aren't facts. Also the sun shines under the sea, so that's also a thing. Anyway, I don't really have anything else to add. The world is more racist than we thought, but I always think it's important to be reminded I mean, it's not more racist than we thought. It's, it's, as, it's as racist as we thought. But I think it's always important to remind ourselves that people are invested in supremacy. I know we're just talking about mermaids, but people are not... It, you know, that the, they things they didn't get this way by accident, and they're not going to change without purposeful action like those of Disney, which, again, like Disney, you're, it's not, your Disney CEO of Disney is not a Black Panther. They probably just want some money, but I am going to give credit where it's due for doing something that is pushing the bar further along and being willing to upset all these white people. Like, again, I still think they did the math, and they know that there's more people that will go see it and just enjoy it than people who are actually racist. Similarly how, you know, Trump and Hillary were really only separated by a very small number of votes. So we gotta remember that There's a lot of people on the side of good, but we also just need to look at moments like this and see how angry people are when stuff that they thought was theirs is threatened. And these are the same people that will tell us to stop complaining when we want more representation and we want more diversity in things. That it doesn't matter, why does race matter, why does race matter? But when it's you who's had all of the representation you could ever ask for, having one character, one less character that looks like you, you're losing your fucking mind. So I think it's always important to take these opportunities that seem civ- silly and trivial and really use them as a chance to remind ourselves of the hypocrisy in humanity um, the, and that how racism and supremacy is not an accident, it's on purpose. People feel threatened because they, we are taking something away that they know, they just know that in their hearts is theirs and has always been there and it's not, and, and that, but they want to turn around and tell us that the same thing doesn't matter when we want it. Okay, so like they can say out of one, they can say out the side of their mouth, how would you feel if Tiana became this? The Tiana is the princess and the frog. I'm so sorry to those of you that are just not like a little girl. (laughs) Like Tiana is the princess Tiana, the only black Disney princess. Um, People tried to throw that the Lion King was, fuck you. I was a sad little girl as an African child. When I was little, like nine or however old I was, heard all the African music, and realized that the Lion King was going to be about actual animals, so that our one chance to have something said in Africa, it was not going to have people. As someone who was distinctly aware that there are, in fact, people in Africa, and I was sad, little girl. So fuck you for all of you who said, like, we have the Lion King as a black princess. So Tiana is the only black princess. So these people can say out of their mouths that they're upset about this. How would you feel if Tiana was black? And they really do think it's fair to have one black princess in 75 years. Like they think that that's fair, so it's just always great to have a reminder of how people's brains work, how the logic works, what is triggering, what is taking, how people don't want something for you but they want it for themselves, but they they would be they would not even notice if you never got it, and that's it. People suck. Uh, black people have red hair, and mermaids aren't real. If they were, I would be one. So there definitely are black mermaids. Good night thanks for sticking around for another episode of cake and kombucha you guys please please do me a favor and subscribe on apple that is the biggest favor you could do for me it helps me keep track of who's listening it helps me deliver you the type of content you want and it helps us get found by more listeners because the more subscribers and reviews i have the more the algorithm pushes me to the top and helps me be found so please help this little mermaid come to the surface and get on her rock all right guys next week Cake and Kombucha is written, produced, and hosted by Kalechi Azier. All parody music and singing such as Little Mermaid credits to Alan Menken. Thank you for allowing me to use the music. And by allowing I mean I put it on here. Um, That is also done by me. And our theme song is performed by Melanie J.B. Charles. That's Midnight. You can find more about her at MelanieJBCharles.com
0: What would I pay if I could say fuck you is not the best or she would sort of have the wrong now not trying to diss her she can blame my sister but my black asses care. So ready to know what the mermaids know i'm gonna wear cocoa and some shades.